time of year. That's right, it's March Madness, where everything is on the line. Champions are made and dreams fulfilled. The stakes are high and every single game matters. That's right, we're talking about the NBA Western Conference playoff race. Welcome to episode 75 of Wolves Cast, the show that would love to hear an Andrew Wiggins whisper. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Whisper it. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yes, we're here. Whisper podcast. This is how I whisper at this at this volume right here. Neil's yeah. not a good whisper. <laughs> That's right. We're back with another episode of Wolves Cast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show this week. Always enjoy recording an episode after a winning week and also when we're on a winning streak two game winning streak going for three somehow somehow still weird to only have like two or three games a week but yeah yeah really (laughs) that's all right get healthy get rested for the playoffs have some practice time yeah but uh we're gonna talk about uh, all that all that magnificent uh winning the wolves did this week without jimmy butler we got all that and uh, and a lot more. We're gonna get to. Uh, we're talking about Nemanja Bielica. He's been playing really well. Also, uh, March Madness has begun, so we need to talk about some players you might want to keep tabs on for potential uh, draft draft times. Uh, we have a sponsor. We're gonna do mailbag. Thank you to everybody who sent in questions. We will answer most of them. Uh, Weekly Wolfies and a game. That's how we do it. It's Wolf's Cast. It's episode seventy-five. The Ides of March. The Ides of March are here. That's like it's the today. first. Oh, it's uh, I thought, March. I 15th. thought the Ides of March were like early March. <laughs> no, it's, it's March fifteenth, and it's uh, when the Caesar. middle of March. Yeah, uh, Julius Caesar was killed. Oh my! Yeah, it's been a while since I've read that, but you know, he had it coming, is what I heard. Yeah. So, anyways, um, thanks for joining us. We know yeah. you probably just crammed a bunch of uh, bracket podcasts earlier this week to get your brackets filled out. Yeah, we know how it is. And now, you know, it's hands off. Your brackets already done, so it's time to just relax, watch some college basketball if that's your thing. But really, talk about the Timberwolves because that's right. You know, this is the first time we, they've been relevant in March since we were children. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And uh, I'm not going to waste a second of my time uh, being distracted by college when we got such a great... Team's too good. Yeah. Team's too good. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Thank you to everybody who's listening. We had an amazing week as far as download numbers. One of our best weeks um, as far as like one week only numbers. So thank you to everybody who's listening. I don't know why we had a big spike last week. I would have tried harder. We would have tried harder. I would have tried harder. We had a huge spike last week. So thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, If you don't know, if you're listening for one of your first times, uh, we're part of Canis Hoopus. Uh, You can go over there every week and uh, listen to our show. Otherwise, you can um, download the show um, in in your podcast app of choice, um, usually via the uh, Apple Podcasts um, service. Uh, We're not on Stitcher or anything like that quite yet, but um, you know, there's a number of ways to listen to us, so you can check us out that way. Maybe we shouldn't have made fun of Derrick Rose so much. Maybe it was all these Rose fans who were like, I think it might oh, have been. the Timberwolves. Now let me, yeah. let me go to SB Nation and read the Timberwolves <laughs> stuff because I love Rose so much. And they're like, oh, this is the Canis Hoopus podcast. Let's take a listen to that. And they're probably not listening again after last week's show if it, if it was a Rose bump that we Yeah, got. yeah, I guess. All the all the Rose folks, uh, thanks for listening for, for exactly one week. We don't really have much Rose content for you this week. but uh, Timberwolves are 2-0 when Derrick Rose yeah. plays undefeated. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, these games from this week. 
Let's get right into it. Last Thursday night, we were recording while Boston came to town and beat our butts. Yeah. They really took us to the cleaners on that one. Yeah, they took care of business. They came in, ailing Kyrie. He still played. They got a lot um, of injured people on that team right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a very good team, obviously. You know, second in the East right now. A uh, really good defensive team, and yeah, Al they, Hor- Horford really woo. had his way with his prodigy. His, <laughs> his not a, his prodigy. His uh, yeah, I would call it maybe prodigy, pro- protege. That's yeah, the one oh, there I was you go. Okay. Protege, okay. protege. Yeah, from the DR. Yeah, that's right. Cat and Al Horford go way back. Uh, they played on the Dominican team together in the past. I'm surprised they didn't mention it more on the TNT broadcast that night. I yeah, mean, I'm surprised too. But I you thought know, they'd, I thought they'd sort of you know. I think there was a part, there was a portion of the game where maybe they were kind of going at each other, and I thought they'd be a good. You know, bit for one of them to you know butt in and say like, "Oh, these two are, are good friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> these two do not have any bad blood. Like, th- there's a lot of respect between Al Horford and Carl Anthony Towns, except on the court. Except, yeah, I guess, Horford, yeah, going man. to battle. He was just pushing Cat around. He was, Great player. He was moving Cat into the areas of floor that he wanted Cat to be on. And I was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah, he's one of the best defenders in the league for a big man. Big man. So yeah, that's that's to be expected. So the Wolves um, did lose that game, but. Um, you know, they got they got two wins after that, and and it's surprising just given the stretch that we're on. You know, I think a lot of people expected the Wolves to drop, you know, eight in a row, seven in a row, something crazy like it was that. Possible, you it was know, definitely we were possible. About it. But this is sort of it's a reminder of the fact that they you know went ahead and won um, at home against Golden State, and then on the road um, in Washington. To me, it's a reminder of like. Don't get too far ahead of yourselves, and you, it, it's it, it's kind of it can be a fool's errand sometimes to take a big bird's eye view of like a twenty game you know set of games and, and kind of try and pick the wins and the losses because it doesn't always happen like that. I mean, you have you know like Golden State, you know uh, Steph Curry sprains his ankle a few nights before, and they've got injury problems. Obviously, we have Butler out too, so uh, maybe it was a little more even. But stuff can happen, you know. You, you that's, fa- that's how what being a fan's like. I yeah, mean, we, we record this podcast once a week, not once a month. Because we like <laughs> yeah. getting intensely, you know, following every game like it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, so I understand that. It's hard to step back and have that perspective sometimes because as a fan, you want to overreact to everything <laughs> just because it's fun. You yeah. know, it's yeah. fun to like get really emotionally invested in this short term stuff. But yes. yeah, it is a good reminder. Yeah. But um, Golden State game, that was crazy. Probably the biggest game of the season, would you say? I mean, as far as importance, they really needed this game. And as far as like, taking down a big team like this. I mean, famously, the Wolves beat Golden State two years ago in Golden State. Did yep. they win? They win. They beat Golden State last year? I believe so. Yeah, so it's three years in a row We're like now? one of three teams that have it's won. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, against them. But I, I definitely remember, you know, the year they went 73-9. and nine. I mean, obviously, being one of those nine, nine losses, is it really, really stands out. But this is right up there, too, as far as importance of the game. Yeah, we, this was such a needed win. Yeah. Uh, we had our first three-game losing streak of the season we were coming off of. And we didn't want to get to four games. I really Ooh. felt morale-wise we needed this because if we dropped this game, I think the morale would have been so bad that we probably would have dropped the Wizards game as well. Yep, and it can be at, a domino effect. You're looking at a five-game losing streak and maybe out of the playoff picture. So I think it was really important for the team to get that win because then you could see them carry themselves with respect into Washington. I think it was uh, Jamal Crawford who said that 
it wouldn't have made any sense to like win that Warriors game and then come in and lose to the war uh, to the Wizards. He's yes. like, if we're winning that Warriors game, we have to win this Keep Wizards it going. game. Yeah, too. yeah. So I think it was really good for the team's identity. I think that after beating Golden State, you can you can honestly be like, hey, we we can win some games without Jimmy. So I think that was the most important part of it. Yeah, and, and the fact that it happened at home too. That, that's so cool, is to, especially with all the bandwagon fans, all the oh, we always talk about that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bandwagon fans who show up to these games wearing Steph Curry jerseys and whatever and i love it when they have to watch their, their heroes <laughs> fall just like lebron did earlier this year and just like russell did earlier this year at the target center yeah it's like it used yeah. to be the kobe thing it was like i always loved right when we beat the lakers at home because there'd be it'd be like all kobe jerseys and then i was just ruthless to every little kid on the <laughs> on way, the way out. Out. i was like but, yeah who's that kobe what and i didn't even care it's, it's bad parenting to let your kid get a kobe Bryant yeah jersey come on now so. come on so, anyways, um, it was big. It was awesome when Cat and Bielitsa were raising their arms to the crowd. Amazing, you know? amazing. Yeah, uh, just a very inspiring win. Very down to the wire. You know, big shots being hit late and um, big stops. Big as well. stops. Bielitsa, Bielitsa with the block. It's great. Amazing some defense from him. But amazing. A lot of good effort still uh, seen from Wiggins and Cat uh, on the defensive end. Yep. It's really. Uh, it's so refreshing to see them try hard on defense, and then it makes you realize like how much they haven't been trying hard previously. You yeah, know? and like you said, to get this win and then continue it by going to Washington and getting that win. I mean, again, Wizards without John Wall, but still they've been playing you know 500 ball. They've been playing okay. They've been falling off a cliff without him. Some say um, they play better without yeah, John Wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, including marching Gortat. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you know that's also a big win, and and for the Wolves who are have been terrible this year on the road against the East. Uh, to actually face a playoff East team and be able to pull out the win. Yeah, uh, the Wizards beat the Celtics like the very next night next or whatever. Night, yeah. So, you yeah, know, they, they're good. They're a good team. And yeah. that was a game where we could have easily backed off, given up, had excuses, you know, and we did it. And so now instead of, you know, being in this hole, we've actually have some momentum, you know, going into the next week of basketball, you know, and the San Antonio game coming up on, on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, from there, uh, you know, Houston on Sunday. And, and after that, things get a little bit Houston's easier. Houston's going to be really tough. That's but a tough one. Spurs are playing terrible right now. I mean, yeah. They're playing really poorly. And yeah. so hopefully we can take advantage of that. Sometimes we don't take advantage of teams that are struggling. But we need to get that one because. Just got to get through this weekend. Rockets right? is going to be a beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> So good. It'd be great to get that Spurs game, and and then you can really look forward. You know, you know, sure, Los Angeles, you know, the Clippers, they're in the playoff hunt, but that's that's a weaker weaker team as far as this current slate goes. And then you have New York and Philly um, and Memphis after that. So you know, take there, care there's of some those. there's some easy easier games happening here. But again, you can't take those for granted. They can bite you uh, and really erase that Golden State game just just as quick. So. Well, Neil, that was my predicted from a few weeks ago is that we would win a few of these games against great teams like Golden State and then we would lose some to some tanking teams Ooh, just for being sloppy so Can't have it. I hope I'm on too but you know I'm not I'm always right when oh. it comes to predicting oh shoot alright um, what else do we need to talk about for this for this week stuff anything else uh, fun week fun week it was a great week gotta like winning let's uh, let's dig in a little bit more here's the tip Nemanja Bialica is playing very well he is uh, probably probably having some of the best ball of his uh uh, NBA career right now, I would say, you know, three Elitza. That's right. He's letting them fly. He's getting he's getting them buckets, which means whenever Belly's had a great stretch in the past, how does it always end, Neil? Mm, uh, with like uh, an injury, foot or... injury. <laughs> it's always it's always when he's really balling. Uh, We're like, this is great. This is the best stretch of his career. It always ends with an injury. He doesn't uh, cool off. He gets injured. Oh boy. Sometimes in really weird and questionable ways. So. 
Let's yeah, hope that doesn't happen. A little uh, knock, little knock right there. Knock but on wood on table. Yeah, Bielitz is playing well. I mean, he's he's getting heavy minutes. Uh, pulled some stats right before we started recording here, and you know, before um, Butler went out, you know, Bielitz had been averaging 15 minutes a game, and now he's up to 37. Um, you know, he was only averaging six points before, and now he's up to 14. Um, he's doubled his his uh, you know shot attempts from uh, four and a half to ten. And um, you know he's he's more than doubled his rebounds from from three to eight. So you know uh, lots of lots of really great stats for him. His his three point percentage has remained the same despite the fact that he's doubled his three point um, attempts per game. That. So that is three elites. Uh, that's what we need right there. So so yeah, he's 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 been fantastic. Well, he's no punk. No, not at all. And, and he's really showing it right now. He's getting the minutes. That's Play, the thing. Playing out of position a little bit, too. A little bit. You know? Yeah, he's yeah. A really tall three. But uh, he's able to handle it defensively, though. That's what it's all about is who can you guard. And he can guard most threes. People have been asking me about him this week. Oh, so people what are like, about who's Bell? this guy? Yeah, who's this guy? Who's this dude? And I've said, how do you say you his know, name? Yeah, that's, that's part <laughs> that's of it. That's question one. How do, you say yeah. his, how do you say his name, Shaq? Nemanja Bijelica. <laughs> Yeah, it's about time that they finally have some national people that finally have to talk about it. They finally have to try to pronounce it. It's and it's uh, it's hilarious. Reggie Miller, Kevin Harlan, oh, Shaq, they're everyone, all doing their best. Everyone approaches it a different way. <laughs> um, and I mean, we were even saying it wrong with Nemanja. It's Nemanja. Nemanja. So I still say it. Nemanja. Yeah, yeah, we've been saying it wrong too, but that's a fun name to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've, they've, they've been asking me about him, and uh, you know, I think that what people are noticing is that he's not just a shooter, which is I think right. If you weren't watching all the games or watching Billy too closely, you just probably thought he's a guy who spaces the floor and shoots. Euro shooter, typical. But he's great at uh, driving to the rim, uh, kicking it out if he needs to. He moves the ball well. He's a good passer, good playmaker. And uh, I think we haven't even seen him rebound like this before. And oh, so Amazing rebounder right now. Yeah, and he, we've always known he's had the capability back when he was MVP in Europe, you know, several years ago. But uh, it's fun to see him finally get to show it. Some of... Belly's problem has always been he's a little timid sometimes. You know, if he's not getting big Passive, minutes, yeah. sometimes he doesn't have any kind of impact on the game. Yeah. But it's fun seeing that with all the minutes he's getting, it's really unlocked his creativity and his confidence, I think, is the most important thing. Because when Belly is confident that he can do anything, he can do anything. And I think that does tie into the minutes. I think some of maybe his, you know, some of his hesitancy comes from not knowing if he's going to get yanked from the game. You know, he thinks if he messes up, he might be out because he's only averaging 15 minutes or something like that. Whereas now with Butler out, he's a starter. He's getting 30 plus minutes a night, and he knows that he's just he has to be the guy. And there's really 37 no, minutes a night. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a uh, big time starter there's, minutes. There's nobody else who's really going to be there for him. So you know he can be a little bit more assertive. He can play a little more free, look without looking over his shoulder all the time. And yeah, you're seeing it on the court. You're seeing again more three point shots going up. Um, and w- what you're saying about him being a playmaker is totally true. And that's what's underrated. I think about him is his ability to tackle closeout. Um, you know, so he can pump fake and then put it on the floor and find a guy, you know, that kind of thing. So really valuable player. And, and his defense has been amazing. It's really been eye-opening. He's had to, you know, go, he did a decent, I mean, you know, KD got 35 or whatever it was, but Nemanja can check him. Nemanja can, well, some you know. Of that was Towns. We remember Towns true. letting KD get those uh, yeah. wide-open three-pointers at the top yeah. of the key a few times in that game. Yeah, so, I mean, I just like Bielitz as a guy who can guard bigger threes and fours and even fives. So he's so switchable with those guys and stuff. So he can, he gets down low. He gets in the stance. He can stay with smaller guards and stuff. And you got to love that in today's NBA, the switchability. 
Yeah, it's 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 very valuable, and I didn't know he had it in him. Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking when we were setting up the pod tonight. Uh, we were talking about his belly started playing well because of the starter minutes, or was he playing well before then? And now it's just expanded we're to minutes. And more. we were saying it's really hard to know if a player's playing good or bad on 15 minutes a game. It's, yeah. it's such a little time that you know, small he, sample, right? He's only taken like four shots in 15 <laughs> minutes a game, so it's really hard to see w- what kind of impact he's having right. at all when you're playing that few minutes. And that's why it's encouraging to see him do so well in these minutes. It makes me hope that whenever Jimmy Butler comes back, uh, Tibbs will give him a little more burn. So this is the last year of um, three-year deal. The Elites' yeah contract. So that's kind of the question. He's struggled with injury all season, all his career, his NBA career, really, just to get any consistency. And that's what we just need to see for him to get a deal. And and now he's finally trying. He's finally getting there, and hopefully he can play out these last fifteen games or so for the Wolves, and and um, you know continue this play in order to you know you know it's hard. It's kind of what you talk about with Tyus all the time of like you don't want him to be too good because you want to be able to re-sign him. Yeah, him but like yeah, you want to keep Beale to a secret in some ways, but you want him to play well, like so the Wolves can make the playoffs and have a high seed there's, or whatever. There's nothing Billy can do in these next fifteen games that's going to change his market too much in the off season. If yeah. you look at it, like. That's the if question. you look at him at the end of this season and you're interested in signing him, you're going to look at his full three years and you're going to say he had a 20-game stretch yeah. at the end of year three that was really good. Is that enough for us to sign, throw crazy money at him? No, I don't think so. You'll yeah. see the injuries. You'll see the stretches that he's had every season where he's not playing well. I think that he's... Yeah, the total uh, games played is going to be pretty low. Yeah, I don't think we're in danger of losing him because of how well he's playing right now. If he's going to leave, it's going to be for a different reason uh, besides... Uh, I don't think anyone else is going to give him like a huge contract that we. Yeah, can't he match. might get a. He might want to play somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his best friend on the team is probably still Ricky Rubio. You yeah. know, so yeah. who knows uh, what he wants to do with his personal life? But if he wants to come back, I think that we'll be able to get him. Uh, I saw you wrote down in the doc that we we're looking at that. Uh, you think he might get three for forty? I think that's I think that's crazy. It's I think pretty rich. I can't see him getting more than three for twenty four. Um, I don't see him making ten million a year. Yeah, it, it's hard because you know he has two things working against him. One, he's a big man, and there's that's the most you know uh, oversaturated position in the league. I think right now, um, and also uh, it's not going to be a good. It's not a good summer to be a free agent. Right, <laughs> the money has dried up from the cap boom of two summers ago. Team, not many teams have space at all um um uh, for you know to put it on the record he has he is a restricted free agent um this summer for the wolves so they can match any offer um but the problem is they don't have a lot of wiggle room really they kind of have their team and it's pretty locked in cole aldridge will be coming off the books um so i think to keep him in order to give him a deal even if it is at eight million a year or something smaller you would probably need to move on from gorgie or something like that you need to you know they need the wolves would probably without looking at it too much or without not you know without knowing much about you know how the cap works and stuff they would need to probably they need to open up some space with a with a trade of some sort um because they have guys who are already locked in for next year for the most part um not many guys with an option i think jamal crawford has a has a player option um and that's about it so uh it's gonna i i would be surprised if bielitsa is back next year but it's not out of the it's not out of the realm of possibility because I think you're right that you know his number could come in a little bit lower than we think given the the market realities of this summer. And I didn't even know he's a restricted free agent. Restricted, that gives me yeah. a lot of confidence to have. Yeah, him back restricted. I don't think he's going to get like I said. I don't think anyone's going to break the bank offering him. And so that might actually drive his price lower if somebody offers yeah. him three for fifteen or three for eighteen because they'd have to really overpay to get him to get us to not match. I think right. You know? And so. 
I, I would not be surprised if he's back next year is what I want to say about Well, right that. now I hope so because I think he fits in really well with Towns. I think he's been playing great with Towns. I think he's a better fit than Gorgie, actually. I would I would like to see the Wolves make some sort of move possibly to move on from Gorgie um, to get another asset and then have the space to um, you know, re-sign Bielitsa potentially. That, that, that would be a move I would like to see. I yep. think. Um, cool. Let's keep it going. I was raised on the streets. <laughs> That's right. Aaron Afala learned that the hard way. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, let's continue on with full court press, Neil. He's heating up. Uh, okay. We, it is March Madness. It is the month of March, and the tournament has tipped off. It has happened. Um, so the Wolves, uh, you know, they, uh, for the first time in, in many, many years, uh, they will f- probably not have a lottery pick. We'll see. Again, let's knock. A little knock, knock. Uh, but it doesn't seem like the Wolves will fall all the way out of the playoffs. Worst case scenario, they maybe get down to seven or eight. We'll see. But um, so we. Um, right. want, we don't even own our own pick. We don't even have our own pick. Up. That's right. Atlanta gets it. OKC has a very No, tough if it's lottery, I think we get it. You know, we keep our pick if it's in the lottery. Oh, yeah, that's one right. That's why Atlanta's been cheering for us all year. Yeah, Atlanta needs us to make the playoffs to get our picks. So, so we'll see. But um, we we will crazy if we got two two picks. picks. But we will have Oklahoma City's pick, um, which we traded for in the Ricky Rubio trade. Um, So we have Oklahoma's pick right now. It's um, at uh, projected to be about uh, pick twenty four in the first round um, or twenty four overall. OKC might miss the playoffs though. Um, Yeah, this it's a it's their schedule is great brutal. This pick it keeps looking better and better we thought this would be a 28 27 right. or you know the hey you know they got mellow and and you know george to add to westbrook they're gonna be way up there and they've underperformed this season so and like i said their next they're, the end of the season like all their games from here on out are about, about against like 500 teams or better yeah. like playoff teams they only have like one game against a tanking team for the rest of the season. So they could very easily fall out, and that would be tasty to get a lottery pick from them. So I did a little research on some players in that range. But before I get to them, Scott, let's just quickly talk about how we feel about the tournament this year versus other years. It's very different. Like we said, it's been uh, 14 years since the Wolves have been in the playoffs. And this is the point of the season. If if you're following a lottery team, if you're following a hapless, you know, just no one really to cheer for, playoffs are not in sight at all, March Madness is the perfect sort of balm to kind of just have a have an alternative kind of basketball to watch to get away from your the doldrums of the NBA and the dog days of the season dog uh, to, to to dig into with some different players and to look forward into the future. It's really fun, and we're using the lottery. So you got these exciting players who are you know who are in some of the best programs and they're and they're really exciting and they're young guys who you can really get behind. But that's not the case this year. The Wolves have no lottery guys to choose to to cheer for and. And more importantly, they're playing, uh, you know, important basketball here in March. It's a different spring. Yeah, it's not only that you do you have to watch the Wolves games, but you want to watch the games of the other Western Conference teams that are in the race. Exactly. You were just watching Pelicans and Spurs when I walked in oh, here yeah. tonight. Yeah. And, you know, every one of those games has implications, so it makes it a lot more fun to watch those games as a fan. Um, so it, it means that there's more time dedicated to NBA watching than we've normally had before. And uh you know, it feels pretty good. So full disclosure. You, everyone knows. Uh, yeah. I've been on this podcast the past two years. If you've been listening long enough, around March is when I'd say, let's lose every game. Yeah. You, you were, you were always tank. a little bit more, you know, it's good for the culture yeah. to win yeah. a few games. Good yeah. for these players. Yeah. I don't want them to lose everything. And I've always like, <laughs> if we're at this point, why not go all Strip the way? It like, down. I don't th- I don't like tanking for the whole season. But like when uh-huh. you get to March and you know you're not making the playoffs, tank, tank, baby, tank. Go you know? for it. 
And so shut them uh, down. <laughs> another reason why I'm not really watching the tournament this much this year is uh, just personal reasons at work. I've got stuff going on. I couldn't take time off. The best way to watch the tournament is the first two days are the best two days. Oh of yeah, the entire tournament, right now, right now. Where there's 30 games on a day. There's four games first going weekend, on at the same really, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that's that's the most fun. Is and True. then it gets less fun every week when there's less and less games. But uh, ever long time listeners will also know uh, Rob, who co-hosts when you're gone. Uh, on tour, Neil, he always, he'll be like, Hey, I'll bet you a dollar. Which team do you think is going to make the next three pointer? And then you pick one. He's like, I'll bet you a dollar. They won't micro bets. Yeah. So you're doing all these micro bets all day. It's, it's really fun. So, um, full disclosure here. I do. We have not watched much NCAA basketball, pretty much none at all. And I'm not betting on or have a bracket, not really watching kind of made yeah. the decision not to First watch all this stuff this year. For me but I did some um, research on guys who, you know, were kind of consensus end of the first round, middle first round um, guys who are um, whose teams are in the tournament. So these are players that if you're interested in guys that might be a Timberwolf next season or might be guys to look at in the draft in June. Um, here's a couple. I've got five guys here who um, um, you can check out and uh, hopefully their teams will be playing all weekend. Hopefully they don't get kicked out uh, here on Friday or something like that um first of all a pair of big guys who are very much uh, kind of the same types of of players shot blockers rim runners transition bigs who are kind of known for their defense um daniel gafford uh from arkansas um 611 player his team's a seven seed um so check out arkansas to see daniel gafford and then robert williams from texas a&m also a seven seed um these are two just just enormous guys who are kind of um you know maybe more like clint capella deandre jordan types who are you know not really modern bigs as far as their ability to stretch but more sort of like pick and roll um transition bigs known for their defense nothing um, wrong with that yeah so i mean we already got justin padden uh, who will yeah. hopefully be filling that role but and that's the other thing point, i want to talk about quick yeah yeah you uh, want to get the best guy yeah just get as many players as you want send These, them to the send them to the d league the g league excuse me send them to the gatorade league and just let them go wild because we've got some good prospects down there already and eventually it's going to be like baseball where you want to have good minors you know you know good prospects in the minor leagues you know and, so. and even the past when we we're in the lottery our general idea was take the best player but especially when you're out of the lottery and you're a team who's competing for the playoffs these guys aren't going to play whoever we pick next summer or this summer is probably not going to play next year anyway so you can't really like try and grab for fit right. with who we have now because especially yep. for Tibbs he's not going to play <laughs> so it's really whoever so I, I wouldn't mind taking a big even though and I know yeah. that Tom's pretty frugal with his rotations that's right um, next guy Landry um, Shamit um, he's got a lot of guy with a name like Shamit. Landry yeah Landry like uh, Friday Night Lights um, he uh, Wichita State guard 6'5 guard I Wichita could, State I could see Thibodeau being like hey Lance get over here hey Lance I mean <laughs> uh, apparently he's one of the best uh, scoring point guards um, in the NCAA this year he needs to beef up uh, but he's got a high IQ and um, you know he's just a fantastic guard to watch he plays for Wichita State who's a four seed this year so you might be able to see them uh, here for a couple weeks uh, moving on to Missouri Jonte Porter he's brother of uh, Michael Porter Jr. who you've probably heard his name because he's projected to be like the second or third pick of the whole of the whole draft even and, though he's been injured all year yeah he's been injured all year but he's apparently still going to be a top five pick but his brother is on the team he's a he's a big man uh, uh michael porter jr is is more of a guard swing man whereas jonte porter is a 610 um, um center apparently he's just a really good all-around player can defend rebound shoot he's unlike those other bigs i mentioned
mentioned before, he can get, shoot NBA range and has really nice touch. Um, um, not super athletic, but yeah, Jonte Porter from Missouri. They're an eight seed. Um, be sure to check out them. Michael Porter again is playing, so watch the Porter brothers. And then finally, uh, from Ohio State, who's a fifth seed. Sorry, Scott, Ohio State. I know you don't like them very much. Ooh, He's a Big Ten. He was ooh. a bit. Uh, this guy. Nobody uh, likes Ohio State. <laughs> uh, I should have looked up how to say his name. Uh, Kita Bates Diop or Jop, um, six seven swingman um, from Ohio State. Big Ten Player of the Year. He's got a seven foot wingspan, um, so he's a really good defender and a rebounder. A really great two way player. Apparently, he missed some some of the year with injury and stuff, so he's kind of fl- flying under the radar. But if you're watching Ohio State, check out um, Kieta Bates Jop um, and see how he's playing. So yeah, there's some guys for you to check out. He'd, um, uh, and yeah, uh, five guys to watch. Hopefully, we'll play a lot this tournament. But yeah, it's kind of a weird year for for Wolves uh, Wolves lottery stuff. They're not in the lottery. It's just late first rounder. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yep, and Neil will post all those names in the show yes, notes. So yes, go check them. You can uh, you know read their names out loud to help you remember them a little bit more. All right, one more quick thing here. He's on fire. Yes, he's on fire. Andrew Wiggins on fire, sort of. I don't know. Uh, quick, quickly, we're going to talk about how uh, a little rumor, a little rumor, a little uh, whisper rumor. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he finally listening. Dookie Wolfson uh, tweeting that Wiggins has uh, whispered to teammates about being unhappy as the team's third option. So a little bit of uh, a little bit of rumor drama here surrounding Andrew Wiggins and his standing in the team. Um, you know, being uh, usurped by uh, by uh, Towns and Butler he doesn't like being behind those guys. Um, Scott, what do we think about this? Is this uh, does this have any legs? Does it have any merit to you? Is this something that's possible or or what? If it wasn't Doogie, I would say it has no merit and it's all. Ah, I trust, trust Doogie though. Yeah, yeah. Doogie's yeah. good guy. He's, so he's got he's got sources. He's not making up stuff just for clicks. You know that's not Doogie, but. I don't think it's much, and I also think that this is one report, and everyone else who reported on it used the exact same verb, whispered. Whispered. It was whispered. <laughs> and, it, and when they're, they're using the same verb as the initial report, you know that they're all just making up their stuff based on that. Yeah. Barely anything of it all report. So I don't think it's that big of a deal, um, honestly. I, Wiggins is fine. Uh, what do you think, Neil? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It, I don't know. I can't imagine him. He seems so timid and so just follow follow along. He doesn't really seem like a guy to really act out and, and make a fuss. So maybe he is a little frustrated, but uh, I, I, I really don't think it's a big deal. Even if he did, uh, even if there are some rumblings, I can't imagine it's that big of a deal. Uh, Dave Benz from FSN tweeting um, today as we record this that uh, following practice today, Tom Thibodeau thoroughly dismissed yesterday's internet fodder surrounding Wiggins, saying Andrew would. Uh, come to him first and that uh, that hasn't happened Uh, he also noted Andrew already takes the most shots on the team hashtag fake news that's a tweet from Dave Benz so yeah that's basically it I mean uh, you know it's kind of silly to even think about you know this because he he's taking the most shots so I don't know Wiggins is kind of spreading the ball around you know he's getting less shots than in his past but he's got to share with with Butler and and, and Towns now so I don't know I I don't think that Andrew's advocating for any kind of roster shakeups or anything no, but no. i do think there is a kernel of truth here in that andrew's a lot more confident with jimmy butler gone and i think the i think that even though you know he takes the most shots on the team already i think when jimmy was on the floor you could see that andrew had less confidence in himself he was less aggressive so i think that andrew likes playing with that kind of aggressiveness that we've seen from him his whole career until this year where he he was very aggressive about getting to the rim and scoring and doing things and i think that when jimmy butler was on the court you could see andrew play more reserved 
And yeah. so there, I think there is a confidence issue that's going on, but, um, you know, I don't think that. Yeah, well, I mean, Wiggins definitely issue. struggled with the transition of, you know, between being the guy. I mean, even though he takes the most shots still, his usage has gone down. He's, his you know, you know he seems to have the ball in his hands less. And, and you know, he struggled with that. He's not really, um, I'd like to see him sort of being being better off ball, cutting, uh, hitting, catch and shoot threes, that kind of thing. He, it isn't all coming together quite yet for him, but I got faith over time it'll work. We just need him to take it. this mentality that he has yeah. when it's just him and Cat out there and just play that way when Jimmy's out there too. Because there's nothing about Jimmy on the floor that's taking away from Andrew. Andrew could play with the same aggressiveness he has now. But he doesn't and yeah. when Jimmy's out there. So he, he needs to kind of figure that out. But, I mean, it's not like he's going to leave or anything. He starts he a five-year extension he's next year. He got him locked he up. He decided he's not going anywhere. And I don't think it's in our interest to move him anywhere. No. I know that some people would say, well, Too early. move him while he still has some value and get something back for him. That's what the haters say. But I still think that as much fun as we're having right now, the true championship window for us is going to be in 2022 or 2023. True, true. When Cat and Wiggins are both in their late 20s. Yes. And they're at the peak of their primes. Um, I think that's when our championship window will be. So let's not short circuit our long-term plan here and get Andrew out of here. No. You know, because I think ideally what's going to happen, our re- like I said, I just said it, our real championship window is in, in the 2020s. In the future. Yeah. All right. Sponsor time, everybody. Let's uh, pay the bills. Um, I don't know if you've heard the news, but uh, former Wolf Joe Smith, he's nearly broke. Um, and uh, MLB star Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, um, you know, has a cable TV show where I think he helps people with um, different issues. I think mostly relating to money. Is that, is that the deal? Yep. A-Rod's <laughs> pivoting into businessman uh-huh. mode. He's on Shark Tank sometimes. Okay. He's presenting yep. himself as this guy who's really smart about money and businesses. He's a businessman now. Yeah. And, uh Joe Smith, you may remember him. We illegally signed him. Uh, Glenn signed him for really cheap money, like a million dollars a year or something, and was promising to pay him under the table, which is illegal. I want, and Glenn must not be paying him under the table anymore if he's lost all his money. If he's broke now, Papa Glenn's turned off that faucet, I suppose. Yeah, it's run out. So we lost a lot of first-round draft picks, and it's probably one of the chief reasons why we couldn't keep good players around KG, KG during yeah. KG's prime. So he's kind of a notorious figure in Wolves history. Um, but yeah, he had made over $60 million during his career and doesn't have any of it anymore. So, so Alex Rodriguez had some had some advice for Joe Smith and his uh, financial woes, which was uh, don't spend more than you make. So good lesson. Good stuff right there. Really, um, you know, really innovative advice there from Alex Rodriguez about money. You know, don't I, I spend heard a good more lesson. than you make. All right. We got to remember that one. Okay, cool. I heard a good lesson from Jay-Z, too. He said, you can't buy something until you can buy it twice. <laughs> wow. You can't nice afford Jay. something until you can buy it twice. He's saying, you know, if you're going to buy something that's $100, you better have $200 in your, in your checking account, you know. So today, our sponsor is Don't Go Broke. It's NBA Financial Advisors. And these are just some some tips that they have. Um, if you're an NBA player and you're listening to this and, you know, you might be, wow, you have a lot of money in your bank account right now. But the but paychecks are going to stop someday. They will stop. And, and if you are too loose with, the, with that pocketbook, then you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt. So we got some advice from Don't Go Broke. They want uh, us to get this message out to all the NBA players and professional athletes out there. First um, bit of advice is keep all your cash under your mattress. All right, just just keep it all there. That's the spot. Don't trust banks. Yes. Our next piece of advice, when you go to restaurants, only order water. Drinks are where they get you, you know? Food, usually pretty properly priced, but right, right, right. restaurants, you buy a soda, it's like three bucks. You get a beer, it's not $8 beer, it's a $12 beer, you know? They really get you on the drinks. So only order food when you're at restaurants. 
Next bit of advice is uh, bring a Ziploc bag um, to the arena so you can um, bring food home um, from the media dining room. So there's probably food being served, you know, all night long in the media dining room or maybe the the family room, whatever it is. There's there's food in there on those Schaefer's. Just grab some grab some wings, you know, grab some mashed potatoes, whatever they're serving that night. Put them in the Ziploc bag, and then that's just less money you have to spend on food going forward. It's free at the arena, you guys, right there. That's why you're never going to see Andre Miller go broke after his career. That's right. He was smart about eating in the media room. So smart. Our next tip, use ATMs with low service fees. If you can, try to go to the one that's your bank, because then, you know, those service fees, they add up. They add up all the time. So when you're using an ATM, sometimes you have to use one with a service fee. Make sure you're withdrawing the maximum amount. You're going to need that cash eventually. Don't just take out $20 because you need $20 today. Take out $100, and then that's five different trips to the ATM you just saved yourself. And those fees, like I said, they add up, you know. And where are you going to put that cash? In your mattress. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, next one here is uh, keep all your loose change in a jar. It adds up, you guys. Just there's so many times you get a little bit of change. You know, a couple pennies, a couple dimes, whatever. You know, that, that doesn't seem like that can go very far. It doesn't seem like anything you're going to use in your real life. Hang on to it, okay? Put it in a big old jar and, uh, you know, go to the grocery store. Go to your bank of choice. They probably have one of those, you know, uh, change machines right there. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much cash you can get by keeping your change. Do you know why what a lot of people do with their change, Neil? Hmm. They use it in the tip jar. Oh, that's our next piece of advice. Tip jar. Don't tip anyone. Never oh. tip anyone. Service industry. You know they're what? already getting paid money for their jobs, so it's not like they need more money from you. On top of that, nobody's ever tipped you for being an NBA player. No. So why would you tip somebody for making your burrito? That's right. And finally, last one here: only shower in team in the team locker room. Um, because that way you'll save on your utilities at home. Okay, hot water is expensive. You like to take long showers here in chilly Minnesota, whatever, wherever you are. Long shower, long hot shower feels great. Just do that at the arena. Spend all your time chilling in the restroom, in the bathroom, in the shower, whatever you got to do. That will save you a little bit and it adds up over the course of a year. Right. Um, so you can save on those utilities. Shower on the NBA's dime. There you go. All right. That is, once again... Don't go broke. NBA financial advisors, take their advice, and you'll make sure that after you're retiring, you're not showing up in Foot Locker commercials like Latrell Sprewell. Up next, time for Mailbag. It's a 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo This segment's called Mailbag So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show Yeah, send us your letters Send us your messages Send us your carrier pigeons We want to hear from you Yeah We got lots of questions today Time to get through them all Thank good, you because I've got lots of answers Lots of answers, lots of... Uh, Lots of questions. Thank you, everybody, who um, sent in your questions. Um, if you want to be a part of the next mailbag, be sure to follow us on Twitter, and at Wolvescast. Follow us closely there. on Twitter, because we're very last-minute people. Last minute. Sometimes you're only going to have like a, a window of an hour or two yep. before you, we yep. need those questions to yep. come in. Yep, we got lots of questions. The first question comes to us from uh, Travshan, T-R-A-V-S-H-A-N. First time, uh, I believe, uh, question asker here in the mailbag segment. He asks, Thanks for reaching uh, out, I believe Trav- it's he, Tra- Travis, probably. 
lovely. Uh, he says, uh, what uh, uh, off-season moves could you see the Wolves making to try and improve with limited cap space slash flexibility? So, yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Um, sorry, that's the end of the question. We talked about this at the uh, end of the show, uh, earlier in the show about Bielitsa and, and kind of how, how tight things are this summer for the Wolves. Um, it doesn't seem like they can do much. They probably will be able to sign one extra player for a mid-level exception or something like that. Um, Thib- how will Thibodeau choose between Joakim Noah and Lou Aldane? There are there are only three or four players to choose from if you're <laughs> for Tom Thibodeau right. out here. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see them. So they're going to ha- basically the answer is they're going to have to make moves kind of around the edges. They're going to have to you know uh, you know possibly or, I don't know maybe it'll be a, th- a situation where they just add their guys from from the G League. Maybe it'll be a thing where they, I think they re- need to re-sign Marcus George's Hunt. I think he's also a restricted free agent. So, you know, they already have Patton under contract. So maybe it's a Emil Jefferson, uh, uh, Marcus George's Hunt situation where you kind of bring up the young guys because I don't know unless they can, like as we talked about earlier, swing a trade to free up some room that they'll have room to to really bring in not even a big name guy, but just a, a, a bench contributor, really. It might be hard for them. Yeah, they might have to, you know, trade Gorgie for Penny on the dollar just right to just a, to free up just to free up some cap space they'll stretch and uh they'll stretch cole aldrich and drop him um so that that frees up some money but like you said not a ton but hopefully like we said uh you know here's my baseball reference of the week okay it's been a brutal free agency for players this year oh twins have really jumped on it you know they have gotten a lot of great players for terrible one year deals, deals. one year deals. deals yeah lots of little small deals like Almost all the players got less money than they expected. And I think Thanks. that's what's going to be like in this NBA. That's what the Wolves have going for them is there's not a lot of money out there. So they'll be able to swoop up on maybe a little bit bigger name guys for a little bit less money. Yeah. And just like the Twins signing Lance Lynn uh, to their rotation for a one-year deal, you're going to get people who are like, fine, I'll sign one year with you just so I can raise my value and hit free agency again. Maybe I'll sign two years with a, a player option for after the first season. I think there's going to be bargains to be found as long as uh, I hope Tibbs plays it like the Twins did, where the Twins didn't say, I need this guy, and I'm going to go and make sure I get this guy at all costs. They said, no, we're going to wait, we're going to see the market, and we're going to get multiple valuable pieces at uh, under cost. And I, I just love what the Twins did, so I hope that the Timberwolves do something like that. I love it. Scott, what's the next question? Our next question is from at Card Guy. That's Don. Hey, Don. You're, Yo, always, Don. you're always writing us questions. Yo, Don. We appreciate it. Uh, the question is, with the West so strong... If the Wolves don't make it, what do you see as the impact of missing the playoffs? Well, first of all, Target Center will burn. It will burn to the ground, I think. It's a shame because yeah. they just redid it. They just redid it, but it will burn. There will be arson. There will be fire. Um, there will be brimstone. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there would just be a lot of angst and, and, and rioting and craziness if the Wolves somehow drop all the way out again. I, I see the worst case scenario as being a seven or eight seed. Um, you know, anything, anything can happen, uh, but uh, hopefully they don't fall that far all the way out but if it does happen i don't think anything would happen as far as the front office and coach goes it's not really you know we're kind of in it we're in the right in the middle of this thibodeau laden era so i don't i can't imagine you know that's kind of what tibbs wanted with this job he wanted that security of if something bad happens i'm still going to be here and i get the final say in 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 roster moves and stuff so he's kind of protected himself against a scenario like this so I can't imagine too much actually happening other than fans being upset, I guess. <laughs> well, fans won't be too upset because the Vikings just signed Kirk Cousins. Yo! It's no secret. <laughs> we all know what kind of town this yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a football town around here. So I think that fans 
are probably more invested in the Vikings season and the Twins starting than the Wolves going to I the playoffs. I think Don's a pretty vi- big Vikings fan, too, so he'll be all right. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fans will be okay. I think the only thing that I could see happening is that if Tibbs feels pressure from Taylor, because this is year two, and if we missed it in year two, Taylor, you know, I think Tibbs would feel the pressure to win now. So sure. he might make sure. some win now moves. He might trade draft picks. For next year, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially it, yeah. if Atlanta gets our first round draft pick this yeah. year, that means we could trade a future first. So I could see Tibbs trading a future first, maybe our draft pick this year, maybe even trade Wiggins for a win now move. Ooh. So that I'd be worried about that because we yeah. don't want win now moves. We no. want smart franchise building for the future. That's right. But that, that'd be the only thing I'd be worried about is that if Tibbs misses the playoffs this year, he feels like, oh, it's make it or bust next season. And I got to do some like trading for Blake Griffin stuff, you know? Next next question. Don't come, want that. Yeah. No Blake, please. No Blake. No crazy contracts. Next uh, question comes to us from the Hyper Bowl. Uh, common question asker sending in all those all those letters into the mailbag. Um, this week asks us, um, what are your top five pickup ball etiquette tips? like this question a lot. Great. Even, we play together you know, every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. If you want to be in the group, holla at us. We can add you. Um, but you can't our, be too good. If, you, if you're really good, I don't you want can't you be to too bad. You can't, you can't be too bad. You can't be too good. You know, uh, Be somewhere it's in the a, middle, it's please. It's a real Goldilocks situation yes. right here. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we came up with some some etiquette tips. Number one is shake hands and say good game. I like that. You got to keep it's it real. I mean, we're all friendly. We're all cool. We don't have a lot of strangers in our group, even though we're inviting you, the stranger, to come in our group. Uh, you know we're friendly we want to keep it that way we got to play multiple games against each other it's all fun it's whatever so after the game's over give some people some high fives and say good game i just think that's uh, that's just a good way to keep it friendly yeah um the next one cut a deal cut this a deal that i like to do <laughs> but right before the game right starts. before the game starts when i see who gets matched or who i'm matched up against i'll say hey do you feel like you want to jog a game? Maybe even like a strong walk. <laughs> this would be a great time to catch your breath, you know, get ready for the next game. We're going to be playing here for two hours. It's not, you know, you got to make sure you have the energy for the final games. I'm only going to run as fast as you run, is what I say. If you're going to run on me, then I'll keep up with you. But I don't want to do that, and neither do you. So you jog, I jog, we get out of here with our ankles intact. Next tip uh, is the honor system. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you touch a ball last before it goes out, just call it. Yep. Just keep it real. Um, if, if, I mean, usually it's uh, offensive calls, fouls. So even if you foul somebody, um, you know, if it's if it's very blatant, Sometimes you can go gre- ahead and egregious. call it. Yeah, if it's egregious, you can as the defender, you go ahead and call it. But just be honorable about it. You know, if you saw if you saw something, even if it wasn't out on you, if you saw it was out on your teammate, just call it. That's stuff will come back around and it just keeps the whole game less drama <laughs> that's the thing i hate the most about playing in random pickup games is that inevitably it just gets into a screaming match about Ugh. a foul it's I touched the last. No, it. you touched the last. It's not worth the it. The game stops for five minutes. No, while people just scream at each that. other. No, I do not no, want that. You. Yeah. All right. Our next rule: catch out of control players. Sometimes you break know, their pl- fall. Yeah. Sometimes the player's falling and going down. It doesn't matter if he's on your team or not. You try to break that fall, and if they do fall, you can pick them up. It doesn't matter if he's on the the other team. You Reach know? down there. This isn't the NBA where you have to refuse <laughs> to pick up. The, you know, the other team's guys. Just be there. Help help them up. Help you know? them up. Yeah. And for me, because I don't like running, even if the the game keeps going on and the ball's on the other side of the court. I'll still stay back and help my opponent up. There you go. And last one here for the top five pickup uh, ball etiquette tips is uh, game recognized game. Um, that just means, hey, if somebody did something awesome, call it out, even if they're not on your team. Someone makes a nice shot, uh, has a nice cut, nice pass, whatever it might be, good defensive help, just call it out. You know, get, get Big up somebody who you see something happening because, yeah, if it's pickup, 
uh, that player could be in your team next game or That's something right. like that. You're all, you know, it's all mixed up every game anyway. So it's not like it's this beautiful, you know, this brutal, you know, you know, I can't cheer. I can't say anything nice about this guy. No, it's like we're just a big group of guys playing basketball. Shout out somebody when they do something cool. That's right. Pickup ball is supposed to be fun. Yes. If you follow friendly. those etiquette rules, it will remain fun. Okay, next question comes to us from our esteemed editor, uh, John Meyer, at The Daily Wolf. We should on have Twitter. a John Meyer sound drop from his pod. We need we one. just get one We in need here. one. Yeah, we need one. Um, his question is, if Wiggins whispered, could anyone hear it? <laughs> now, this is like a, if a tree falls in the forest type of situation. There's one person who could hear it. <laughs> I mean, that Wig- person here's the thing about... Cassie. W- Cassie Wiggins. Dogs C- have great hearing. Cassie the dog. No wonder Andrew loves Cassie. More the thing about think. Wiggins is not only is he kind of a quiet guy, he's also from Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's like an extra layer of quiet mm-hmm. on quiet, this guy. Quiet, Yeah. Quiet, polite. Yeah. Bashful. Yeah. <laughs> All the all the adjectives you could use, uh, he has them all. So if Wiggins whispered, could anyone hear it? I don't think so. Only because Cassie. if a normal person whis- uh, whispers, American whispers, you probably hear them. But if a Canadian uh, soft spoken man, um, you know, you know, whispers, you probably don't hear it. So I'm gonna say no for this one. That could be a good nickname though, like the Ball Whisperer or something. <laughs> Wiggins Whisper, the Hoops Whisperer. Yeah. All right. And final question is from Nick. It's at N. S. Tumo Langer. <laughs> yeah. Tumo Langer. Langer yeah. On Twitter. Shout out to Nick. How can you keep us in check after we beat the Dubs and the Wizards in the last week? I don't want us to get too excited. I love this question. He didn't even from, put an explanation point, though. I love He's this question like from Wolves, from Wolves fan of like, I can't get too excited, you guys. Calm me down. <laughs> I can't have it. I can't have this excitement. We won two big games. I can't have this excitement. Um, okay, if you don't want to get too excited, um, just look at the next weekend of games. San Antonio, Houston, Clippers. Might be some losses in there. Um, if you don't want to get too excited. Um, Remember that Derrick Rose is on your team. Derrick Rose is on the team and that the team is still probably on the path for a first-round exit from the playoffs. And if you want to just feel bummed out, remember there's no guarantee Butler's coming back in time for the playoffs. No. And since he elected to have the surgery that is a quicker recovery but uh, is riskier for his long-term health, he could have done that for nothing if he can't come back for the playoffs. And it would have been smarter for him to take the longer route. Wow. And so we have the worst of both worlds, an injury-prone Jimmy Butler for all time in the future and no playoff contributions for him. We don't have Jimmy on the team. We might not win a playoff game. There you go. How do you like how do you like that, Nick, you masochist? Yeah, you brought us all down. There I'm you go. Now, there you go. Take that, Nick. All right, that's mailbag. Uh, we're running long. Let's keep it going. We got... Uh, we got uh, that's right. The game's quick. The game's quick, but we got Wolfies first. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. Award time. Uh, we have some trophies. We need to give them out. Neil, yours is negative, so you go Mine's first. Mine's negative. A little bit negative. Nick's going to love it. I've been brewing on this all year. <laughs> Nick's going to love it. I've been brewing on this one all year. Jamal Crawford, you, you've just broken me right now. As far as your usage rate, it's way too high. Jamal Crawford, you get a negative weekly Wolfie for your insanely high usage rate. It's twenty. It's twenty four point six percent of um of of the plays end in your in a shot or a turnover from you. Jamal uh, heat check alert. 
Um, you know, so you, uh, usage rate is percentage of team plays used by a player when he was on the floor. Um, so basically, how many times do you shoot? Basically, how many times uh, when you're on the floor does does the ball finish with you? <laughs> Whether that being a, 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 a turnover or a shot or whatever. Um, and Jamal is second uh, on the team. Uh, Butler is first with 24.9. Jamal Crawford, 24.6. Wiggins, 23.4. And Towns, 22.4. So... Yeah, there's a lot of usage rate problems on this team right now. Towns should be much, much higher. Wiggins, I feel like, should be lower despite his whispering. And Jamal, man, that's way too much. I can't believe how many shots he takes. It especially stinks because he, when Tyus is playing all of his minutes with Jamal, if Jamal's taking every shot, then Tyus gets sidelined and it does, he doesn't get to work his magic. And so I think it's just, you know, it's sad when you see Tyus bring the ball up and you're like, yeah, Tyus, you're going to make something happen. And he passes it to Jamal and you're like, oh, Jamal, you're going to dribble it for 10 seconds and take a shot. Yeah, on the typical bench unit, I would love to see Tyus with more usage, Belly with more usage, and Gorgie over over Crawford. I mean, Crawford's been fine, I guess, this year. He hasn't been the disaster I thought he would be. He's terrible on defense, and he's thought of as this amazing three-point shooter, but he's not that. Um, you know, his percentage for this year is in like 33, I think, so he's pretty low three-point percentage. And, you know, I think overall he's probably a net positive fine as far as, like, the locker room and being a vet and all that stuff. Like, that all counts, and he gets all that. He's he's a nice guy. It's hard to slag on him too much. But, uh, man, on the court stuff, I would really like it if Jamal Crawford was not on this team next year. I hope he does not pick up his team option, but I don't have a lot of hope for that. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's four and a half million. That's, that's I don't another know. argument for lowering his usage. He was complaining about his minutes earlier in the season. If we play him low minutes and don't give him much usage rate, and then he'll be like, no, I'm going to take my ball and go home. I'll go yeah. play somewhere else so jamal crawford uh a weekly wolfie this week for on you. all your usage all right my award goes to darby's darby's, darby's. oh darby's. I'll, I'll just get my plug in here so we have more time at yeah the end. yeah uh every tuesday night i host trivia at darby's pub and grill it is in downtown minneapolis right by the target field station the light rail stop Come on by Tuesday night, 6 p.m. It's a lot of fun. we got lots of Wolves fans there. And if you draw a basketball next to your team name, I give you an extra point for just listening to the podcast. I bring it up this week for two reasons. One, City Pages is having their Best of the Twin Cities Awards, and Darby's is a finalist. Oh. Top, top five for the best sports bar in the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. Please go online, That's citypages.com, and vote for them because they deserve that award. It's long overdue. But the Wolfie for this week, was, uh, the Wizards game was on while I was hosting trivia, and it was just finishing up uh, after trivia. And a bunch of the Wolves fans who come to trivia were all sticking around and standing around wow. and watching the big screen TV That's to watch fun. how the game ends. And like when when Cat made that corner three, the place exploded. Oh. We were shouting, we we're hopping around, and it just reminded me like how much fun it can be to watch a game with other Wolves fans and have it be so close. Saying like Darby's is like a it's like a Wolves it's a Wolves bar. It, it, it's becoming a Wolves bar. In the summer, a it's a Twins bar. bar. Yep. It's so close to Target. It's the closest Target field. bar to Target Field, yeah. yeah. And they're a big sponsor of the Twins at Target Field this year, you'll see. But yeah. in the winter. But in the winter, great Wolves bar. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just really fun to watch it and it explode like that. A lot of times I'm watching games by myself at night after my wife has gone to bed. And so I can't jump around and scream and shout <laughs> and stuff like that. And it reminded me how much fun that could be. Yeah. So uh, that's they're going to get my Wolfie this week for having, giving me that very fun experience of watching the Wolves win in Washington. Shout out to Darby's. Go check them out. Especially if it's Tuesday night, y'all vote for them. Best Go get it. I think bar, there's a pages. there's a Tuesday game next week too. Clippers, Clippers game. It. So I love having a game on while I'm. If doing you don't it. have tickets and uh, you want to experience Clippers, the game, is it at home? Yeah, home game. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. so uh, I love it when they're on the East Coast because trivia starts at six and the oh, game starts at six. And it yeah, we'll start right in the middle. All right, we'll start at the sound round. I'm down with that. All right, uh, that's it for Wolfies. Let's play a game. 
All right, Neil, we're going to keep the game nice and quick. I don't right. have too many questions, but it felt appropriate to talk about college right. this week, you know, yeah. at the NCAA. I thought it'd be fun to give you a few questions about the college careers of some of our Timberwolves players. Fun. Uh, so the first question, Neil, Jamal Crawford from? Ooh, Jamal Crawford. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, oof. Jamal Crawford from? Oh, no, man. Everybody on the team he who went to college, he played by far the fewest college games. Okay, I think played you got me stumped. Games. I know he's from the Pacific Northwest. I don't think he went to school up there. Um, I, I'll i guess UCLA? I don't know. Michigan. Michigan? I know. I was completely shocked when I saw that, too. That's a good he one, only though. played 17 games, though, so That's it's not one. like there's a lot of memories for him. Good to know. All right, Neil, my next question. Uh, who on this team has played the most college games? Whoa. Who on the team played the most college games? Jamal Ooh, has played the least with 17. Jamal. I think um, I have someone in mind just going kind of through the rest of the team. A lot of one-and-done guys. A lot of yeah, foreign guys. Let me get let me get Cole Aldridge here with Kansas. Cole, Ald- Cole Aldridge? Mm. Oh, I thought that was it. He is number three on the list. Oh. Cole played 111 games in college. I mean, you said it's not. You said it's not. Um, you know, Crawford. It's somebody who's on who played all four years. We have two players on our team who played all four years of college. Ta- Taj Gibson? No, he played. No. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Uh, number one is Marcus George's Hunt. Oh, we not have got that. Played George one, Tech. George 130 Tech. career games during four seasons. Nice. Number two is Aaron Brooks, who played 115 games for Ooh. four years at. Oregon. Wow, that's a tricky one. And yes. then you said Cole is three? Yes. Was he a three-year player or a four-year player? I think he was only a three-year player. Okay, okay. Actually, I shouldn't have said that to you because my next question is, there, we have three Timberwolves on this team who went to college <laughs> for three years. Can you name our three? Three. three All right, three-year so players? we got Cole at least three or only three? Only three. Only three. three. So MGH is out. So is Brooks. Um, okay. Uh, three-year players. Okay, so I already got one with Cole. Uh, I think I, I think the other one is going to be Taj Gibson. Um, That's correct. Taj um, is another one. That is two. Uh, Towns and Wiggins are out. Um, could it be Gorky Zhang? I'm going to go Gorky Zhang, the third one. Yes! Nailed it. Cole, Gorky, and Taj all played three seasons for exactly their Exactly three. That's right. The exactly three club. <laughs> I wasn't sure to include this because it's more just like a fun fact than something that I, I think you would get, but... When Derrick Rose went to Memphis, he had to change his number from 25 because that's what he wore in in high school. Um, why did he have to? He wore 23 instead because the number 25 was retired at Memphis. Do you know which player had his number retired? <laughs> this is weird. I only know one other Memphis player. I think it was Penny Hardaway. Is that the one? Oh, nice. <laughs> the only other stuff. Mem- yeah, I'm surprised only, you got that. It's the only other Memphis guy I can know. I'm glad I asked that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then finally, Neil, this is appropriate. NCAA Final Four coming up. You know, championship time. Can you name the three Timberwolves players who have won a college championship? Wow, three. Um, yeah, not Wiggins, not Town. Tyus Jones is one. That's correct. Uh, how many are there? Two more. Two more. Uh, Cole Aldrich is one. That's correct. And um, let's see, not Todd and Gorky. That's right. There it is. Although that was recently vacated. But <laughs> it does not count. He doesn't have to give back the ring or whatever, you know, yeah. he won. So, yeah, it's just yep. the banner comes champs. down or whatever. I don't know. Vacated in some way. Uh, that's right. I so, love that. Good game. Yeah. Good game. We get the NCAA. Go check it out, you guys. I mean, there's, there's more good pro basketball going on right now but we understand if, if you gotta watch some March just Madness. remembered one of the tiebreakers from trivia this week was what percentage of uh 
NCAA players will make it into the NBA. In uh, so all college basketball. Yeah, if you're D1. a college, yeah, if you're if you're a college basketball player, what percentage <sighs> wow. of college basketball players make it to the NBA? Um, like five? I don't know. What it's one point one percent, which wow. makes sense. You know, the draft yeah. you take sixty players. 60 of players. those sixty players, usually only the first round ever see NBA minutes. Typically, so that's like thirty players from all of the college players in the country every year get yeah. to go into the professional leagues. Yeah. Just another reason why NBA is so much better than college basketball. Yes. Neil, it's the cream of the crop. Cream of the cream. All right. Uh, that'll do it for our show. It's a wrap on Wolf's Cast. Episode 75 is in the books. Really appreciate everybody listening to our show. Um, check it out on Canis Hoopus. We've got lots of good stuff on Canis Hoopus this week. Go browse around with the Wolves Cast Digest, which you should always click on. Thanks for commenting, everybody. It makes me feel so good when I saw how many comments this week got. I'm going to go and wreck all of your comments after this. That goes up on Thursday mornings every single week, so go look at that. It's uh, always, a roundup of links. I always stay up way too late on Wednesday night into Thursday morning finishing it, so I appreciate your clicks. Award Scott's dedication by checking it out. Um, and yeah, we will uh, be back next week with another show. Lots of uh, lots of season left, and uh, it's getting it's getting down to the wire. It's getting exciting, and uh, you know I don't know if we can beat back to back wins over Golden State and Washington, but uh, we'll, we'll sure try. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out next week. We'll be back with another show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Lost three in a row. How much did this win mean to you? I mean a lot. We needed to get a win. You know, five through ten is a is, uh, like I told you before, the game is a swamp, and only the real alligators will make it out. So we got to go out there. We got to come out to swap a lot.